Hey everybody, this is Matthew. And I'm Caitlin. And this is the Momentum Podcast, where we aim to help encourage and equip men, parents, and families to lead an intentional, Jesus-centered life, building multi-generational teams that are on mission for the kingdom of God. We thank you for joining us, and we hope that this time together brings you closer to Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome back. Excited you're here with us. Uh, this week is a little different. Uh, Caitlin is getting not replaced, but um, <laughs> I have uh, got one of my best uh, friends here, uh, Joe. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about you. No, I'm so glad I can join you and steal a spot. And no, yeah, I am a husband of a beautiful South American wife. And I have two kids. Uh, one is four, and another one is two. And we're just in a busy season of life. I'm also mm-hmm. a youth and associate pastor, um, and just in seasons of transition as well, and just contemplating what's next in our life. So yeah, awesome, sweet. Well, we're uh, we're going to talk today about words in our home and in our families. Um, and just the weight that they carry that's mm-hmm. been on Joe's heart a lot um, and on mine through different times different books we've read or um, podcasts or anything so we're just going to jump right in and just kind of it's going to be a little bit about kind of how we were brought up um, mm-hmm. stuff that we're doing with our families now um, yeah yeah we're just going to chat so thanks for listening and yeah Joe thanks for doing this with me so, absolutely First one, uh, I just is there any anything that you want to share or that you can share from personal experiences growing up? Your dad, yeah, pastor for ever growing yep, up, right? Yep. If I remember, mm-hmm. and then um, so always for gratitude and blessings, like a culture in your home, or were right, they, yeah, uh, and just words. How were words shaped in you? Were bringing or being brought up? Yeah. So the the thing that I remember right away when we we're talking about words is the words that my father spoke um to me and he did something very intentional with my brother and i okay where he would see something in us that wasn't quite there yet or not cultivated yet so and he would name it and call Mm. us a name so like for my brother he would call him mr dependable because he really wasn't (laughs) too dependable okay um but he would he would use that name and we would hear it often enough where we would start to actually believe it. And so oh. for me, he would always call me Mr. Responsible. And even though when I wasn't being responsible, I kept hearing that over and over again. Mm. And um, that really stuck with me. And now as I'm my father, I, I think about that with my kids and trying to be intentional with the words that I call them. Sure. Because um, it really, as you call it, as you name it, you're placing identity in them. You're really instilling an identity in them. And so yeah. um, I saw that in the home um, often. And so that's something that speaks to me when I think about the past. And Yeah, that's cool. So I assume when your dad, <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't wasn't ever like, or probably didn't try to ever be like <clears throat> condescending with like, oh, here comes Mr. Response, almost like sarcasm. No, right, yeah. No, it wasn't like sarcasm. Genuine, yeah, like, it was a very genuine and it was a, it was in kind of in, sometimes an intense moment, you know, hmm. where it's just like you're Mister Dependable, or like you yeah. you would you would lock eyes and you would you would catch yeah. it. So there's something about that father yeah. to a son, yeah. Like hearing mm-hmm. that from your dad, mm-hmm. like that's 
that's yeah. pretty powerful. Yeah, and that's I've heard cool. that somewhere else where it's just like to, to have those moments in the day or with your son or your daughter mm-hmm. to like make it an intense moment where you just yeah. lock eyes. There's, you know, like yeah. leave some room to breathe, let the Holy Spirit kind of like move in that space yeah. and then speak that word to your child hmm. and that kind of mark, can, can mark them. So That's really powerful. Yeah. So, okay, transferring then from yeah. what you had growing up, um, to now, what roles yeah. do blessings and prayer and just right. words? You said you're trying to focus on like names that you call your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Um, so, yeah, what we've done for us, we haven't been like regimented in what we do. Um, okay. We just try to remind, my wife and I will just remind each other of, you know, of the names that we're saying to our kids. Like and as you hear them? As we're hearing them talk and also, yeah. you know, reminding each other that um, we want to use words that lift them up. Hmm. Um, but then uh, when when we had our kids, I always, I always journal and ask God what's next yeah. or, you know, what do you have for this child that's next? And I've had him say specific things about them. And so I write those down and I try to, instill that in them Hmm. and speak that over them over the bedside yeah or um just in a moment where we we call those things out in them uh and telling them like hey you are full of joy Hmm. you 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 are full of faith you know and so those are the practices that we do it's nothing like we don't have like a a blessing a specific blessing during birthdays we love to cool my yeah. wife's really helped me try to <clears throat> make that intentional moment because, you know, we used to do it as kids, just like my dad would pray. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. But we also want to have a space where you, you give a blessing, you pray. And then at certain birthday parties, too, we have like a book that we have mm. the people who are invited can write words to our kids. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, uh, and so we have an ongoing book then. That That's a really good um, idea. They will hopefully get when they're eighteen or whatever, yeah. and you know pass that along. That's really cool. Yeah. Hmm. How about you? Yeah, we. Um, that's really. I actually. I'm sorry. So I was no, thinking yeah. of like when you were. <clears throat> you were saying the the words like you, you and your wife talking and yeah. words you're calling your kids. So then I'm thinking because there's times yeah. like when my I I have tried to be very conscientious when my kids are around. Like I don't want them to ever hear me say. Mm. Kind of like you're saying, but then, yeah. but then, what are your thoughts? Kind of on the flip side, because this is something yep, I struggle yep. with. Where if I'm just with Caitlin, I kind of grew up passive aggressive home, sure, a lot of sarcasm. Yeah. So like Same when here. they're not around, you know, I might say like, "Oh, there's <clears throat> there's our oldest, Miss," you know, and I kind of oh, make yeah, like a yeah. little remark and like, yeah, I I don't know. I guess I don't really have a question, I but I just know that's something that's yeah. that's where I struggle and like being better than at me with Caitlin when we're talking like. I think maybe that's maybe it's just more of a comment of my own heart sure, of saying like sure. I need to be better at hey when she comes out and there's something that happens and I've seen that like talking to Caitlin I don't think you have to pretend everything is good with your kid but then correct right maybe approaching it in a hey here's something that I saw in I that I don't like and 10 years from now I don't think we'll like yeah. either oh, that's yeah. a big thing for us is like 10 <clears throat> years from now what is that behavior going to become yep I don't know. I guess I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? No, on... no. I, what I hear you saying too is like when we when we get tired, when we get agitated, and we're not mm-hmm. at our best. Yeah. 
some of those words get slipped out yeah. where maybe we don't want our kids to hear them in the moment or we yeah. say it in a not so kind or like truthful way to our sure. spouses sure because we're agitated we're irritated with yeah. this quality that our kids because yeah. our kids are yeah. imperfect yep they mm-hmm. they bug us at times and yeah um but i yeah uh but to gather again say with your spouse and to talk like you know this is something mm-hmm. that's bothering me and i'm noticing this about this child of mine and and you know what yeah. do you think about this and how can we call them into yeah it's good you know a greater word that's a good thing that's convicting me because i sometimes like gripe and then i don't follow Mm -hmm. through the next step of like okay how do we how do we train that how do we like go after that and like teach them how to fight that yeah yeah that's good okay cool um now okay so for us that's been pretty cool there's a book it's called habits of the household Mm -hmm. i think we've talked about it i think your wife is reading it yeah she just started reading it i kind of peaked at a few chapters yeah, here and there that was a great book that's yeah. one that's been on my list for a while to read again <clears throat> it's and it's good. by like justin do you remember the last name by chance mm. worsley no, it does whatever yeah no, i'll find it i can no. put it in the notes but um and that was the first time i think i was really overly exposed to the power of words and blessings yeah and he talks about obviously habits of the household and where those words and blessings come in and the big thing was at bedtime mm-hmm. um Man, so that was a while ago. I couldn't even tell you how long. But that's the first time I think we started really like every night before bed. I have, yeah. I usually say the same thing. There might be times where yeah. I need to say something quicker or there's something that I saw from the day that you could kind of change. But I like every day right, I just right. tell them like I'm proud of you. Yep. I love you deeply. You're never going to change how much I love you. You can never lose my love. Like, mm-hmm. But hey, who loves you like that but perfect? Yeah. And they, Jesus. And then that's I can so just good. say like, hey. Rest in his love because you are a son or daughter of the king. Absolutely. And so that was the first time that I'm like, like man, like, they get to hear that every single day. And like the power of that. And like you said, yeah. hearing like Mr. Responsible, Mr. Dependable. Like yeah. you start believing that. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, you do. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, another thing we do is on uh, our Shabbats, our Sabbath on Friday nights. I love it. We, um, Me and Caitlin bless each other from scripture and then there's a blessing for sons and then there's a blessing yeah. for daughter that we get to bless our kids so every every friday with our meal we we get to bless our kids and each other mm. and that's, that's so cool that's slowly becoming more my favorite thing and it just speaking that over them like you said mm-hmm. um and that's really cool because i mean what we're doing at, at least at the moment in our family is more kind of individual like mm-hmm. father son yeah talking but what you're doing is actually a family so sure not just you know you know Everyone is hearing it yeah. at the table. Yeah, that's and it, true. That's important for I mean siblings to hear mom and dad talk to their other siblings about yeah. who they are, and it yeah. helps kind of lift the the bar for honor in the sure. household. So that's a good point. And because yeah. I was kind of on the flip side of like, how do I <clears throat> individually get them? Because you know, anytime we affirm yeah. anything in our younger, our oldest is like, oh, but what about me? What am I doing? And so there is something to that individual, <clears throat> like like you said, like really grabbing their attention. So that would be maybe, mm-hmm. you know, more for me to step into that too. Um, kind of another thing of like confirming um, identity is easy for me when things are really good or they do something well, mm-hmm. but then it's when they fail or they sin. Yeah. You know, I need to, I've struggled with reminding myself like, hey, you're not your sin. You don't have to clean it up. So telling them like, hey, you are not your sin, but the sin is a part of you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, 
we got to fight against that through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like letting him come in. And so I think there's almost power stepping in. I think of the prodigal son story, like the yeah. father affirmed in the failure. He didn't even get a mm-hmm. chance to like, right. hey, this is where I messed up. Like, right. I don't care. Yeah. We're going to fix that. That, that stuff's going to, yeah. I can see your repentive heart. That's not who you are. You're my child. Let's move forward. Like, how can we help you? Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah, my wife and I have just um, come to start seeing what you're kind of speaking into is like when you need to discipline your kids. Mm-hmm. We've often like, at least how my parents disciplined and I think just the the default is to try to modify the behavior yeah. without shepherding yeah. the heart. Yes. And what you're you're yep. saying is like you're addressing the the heart of things in the prodigal son story is really yeah. about the heart. It's not trying to change the son's behavior. Right. Um, but yeah, w- what we've done too is like in those moments of when my son's done something that just bothers me and it's also, <laughs> also something like obviously sinful nature in him. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we talk to him and say, Hey, what happened? What, what happened? And, and then, I mean, we try to draw out what emotion yeah. was that, was he feeling, you know, were you angry? I mean, yeah. like, and then we try to actually, you know, draw in our own personal stories. Like, hey, when, when, when dad was younger, like you, I got mad at my hmm. brother and I hit him. Were you yeah. mad? And then you ask him, were you mad? And yeah. you hit, hit your sister and, and he's like, yeah. And so you're able, he's yeah. able to name his emotion and yeah. name those things. And so we've seen that now. Yeah. With our daughter being able to name things, mm. and just today, That's when good. when my daughter was not listening to me, I started raising my voice, hmm. and then she was saying, "Papi, mad?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know yeah. what? Yes, I am mad, <laughs> and and so that you know it caught it, it was able hmm. for me to realize what was happening for me. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they get to see and they get to see dad be vulnerable. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I think that's a yeah. lost art too. We could have a whole other conversation oh, about sure. that. Of, yeah, you know, men, you're not emotional. You don't let that in. That makes right. you weak. But it's actually like has a lot of strength in you saying like, you yeah. know what, honey, daddy was mad. Yeah, daddy is mad. Daddy, is you know, mad. like yeah. or uh, any any of those emotions. Just being able Absolutely. to name those and like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I put this later. Uh, for a different question, but it kind of ties into yeah. that now. I just heard this in a podcast, I think earlier or later last week. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. But it was, um, they were actually talking about how to have basically arguments over political lines, over things. And they said a lot of the time when we're arguing, we are arguing over the what. Like if Joe and I disagree, um, we are, we're arguing over what that thing is. Hmm. And they were, and, and this guy uh, was saying... It's it's not the it's let's not start with what as Christians when we go to start these conversations if there's conflict, so I'm thinking in a, in a situation if one of my kids sins instead of starting like why did or like what did you do that was mm-hmm. wrong, yeah. you know, modify the behavior because that's a lot of my thing. But then it's they were saying like instead of asking the what and arguing over the what go for the why, and that was like a revelation to me going after the heart shepherding their right. heart. Oh. Right. I'm saying like, why did you do what you did? Mm-hmm. And like, that's more relational than it is confrontational. Yeah, it's oh, not, yeah, and it absolutely. doesn't excuse the behavior. Though. That's the thing. Right. I think a lot of parents would be like, well, if I just go for the heart, then I'm condoning behavior, and I'm like, that's not true. Right. No. You don't have to like 
affirm a behavior or a sin in anybody, much less our children, and then like sacrifice our own beliefs or truths or values. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So I'm right on that, with you. Yeah, I just that sounds yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just reminded me of that. But the why? Going for the why? Yeah, yeah. And that's hard for me. That's not my natural. I don't think things. So <laughs> no, <laughs> just yeah. fix it now. It's yeah. Move on, and that's like. <laughs> Dang it, this takes time to mm-hmm. slow down. And mm-hmm. I think there's something about that in the life of Jesus, too. He was slow. He had time yeah. for the why. Mm-hmm. And that is, again, a whole other conversation sure. we could have. But, yeah. okay, next uh, yeah. Next question. Uh, how, uh, how has your own understanding of your identity in Jesus influenced the way that you communicate your faith with your children? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm just reminded of the Bible verse. I believe it's in Hebrews where it talks about faith comes from hearing mm. and hearing from the Word of God. Mm. And so the more that we are actually hearing the Word of God in our lives, mm. the more it actually activates our faith to believe it. And there's, I mean, I've, I've yeah. done some research, like there's scientific research, like the more that times you hear something at the same time, the more likely you're going to believe it for the good and the bad. Wow. And so just the power of you know, the repetition, repetition, mm-hmm. um, you know, so for me, I notice quite obviously when I have not been in the word mm. as much as I should be, uh, not much actually speaking God's truth over my, my life like I should be because, um, I'll start having a poor view of myself. Oh, either you know place myself as a victim oh man like life is just eating me up oh, right now yeah. or um or i yeah minimize myself you know or i become mm. prideful and arrogant and then kind of are blinded by you know yeah. that stuff so when i'm not like i find myself if i'm not in the word reading it shaping my identity through mm. it it's harder to believe it so, yeah. and, you know, there's power in saying it out loud. And so, mm. I mean, I work with youth, and so often I try to have them speak it out loud. Like if, if, we, if we have like a, a creed or a statement of yeah. faith, we want to say it out loud. So you actually hear yourself saying it to yourself. Mm. And the more time you hear that, yourself hear, saying it, often you're going to believe it. Wow. Um, but that takes practice. That takes discipline to keep on hearing it. Yeah. And so I think often our identities are not shaped mm-hmm. because we're listening to the wrong voice or we're listening to the wrong That's word, good. right? Mm. And so um can I can I just push in right there cuz I'm yep. curious so what let's say your son or daughter yeah. in 20 years listens to this and they're just like, "Man, what did dad do?" He's just said, "We need to be in the word." And I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming over yeah. these time, you're going to have opportunities to exemplify that. Mm-hmm. But even for me, it, like, what does it look like for you to be in the Word? Are you, like, a chapter a day? Is mm. it, like, are you reading out loud every day? Like, yeah. can you just give me a little the, tidbit? Yeah. Yeah. So what I do is normally in the morning, I uh, read a scripture I haven't really been following like a reading a plan, plan right? sure yeah because I found like read like when I have a reading plan when I have a checkbox yeah I just check the box and yeah. I, I, I it, like there's sure. no heart connection I'm just yeah. trying to I, I'm task oriented yeah you know wired so mm-hmm. I just um, so I, I just 
I don't know. I, I, I get led to a passage, you could say, and I read. And then mm. I spend some time journaling. Okay. Um, journaling has just been helping to um, process my day. Yep. Actually ask questions of God. And I actually leave space to let him talk. Mm. And sometimes I hear him. And so I will actually write down what I'm hearing. Mm, cool. And so that's after like, over, in the morning when you yeah, journal after over, you leave yeah, little space for yeah. just it's been it's been years cool you know learning about hearing the voice of god and um tuning your ears to the holy spirit um hmm. because the, there's that you know jesus said my sheep hear my voice hmm. and so many of us kind of lean towards being scared to kind of open up that vault of like letting some voices speak through mm. your mind because sometimes mm-hmm. we're afraid like oh what if it's the enemy what if, you know yeah but jesus did say that my sheep hear your voice and so i i try to leave space in my time of journaling and reading god's word to hear that's good him speak his words his kind of what i've heard that's is good. the rhema word there's the mm. logos, which is the written word, but then there's rhema, which is actually a freshly spoken word in the moment, okay. for the moment. And so um, I've been just practicing just kind of sitting with my word, with the Bible, with okay. my journal, and just kind of listening to God. Sometimes I don't hear anything, and that's okay. Um, but it's a discipline to just kind of yeah. be in the word often. Silence, um, solitude, silence. that's a yeah. discipline of now Jesus. No, I don't do it perfectly, meaning I don't, not in the word like every single day. Sometimes, you know, sure. days get chaotic. Mm-hmm. You go oversleep or kids wake up at a certain yeah. time when you didn't really expect and you have to, <laughs> you know, you have to adjust. Yeah. But, and, yeah. and the word is super important, but I think there's other ways you can spend with the Lord yeah. for time. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Even like you said, sitting and listening. Like that's yeah, what we do as friends. Yeah. You and I, we sit, we mm-hmm. talk, and we listen, and, you know, so, yeah, oh, that's good. Absolutely. Um, any specific moments when you used words to help connect your children to their identity, mm-hmm. and or, are there any moments you wish you could have over? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would want moments <laughs> over. If um, any you'd want to share, or not. But. Yeah, I'm trying to find some specific examples that are helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what I've heard someone say before, too, of how they raise their kids is that um, when they, you know, when they show in their behavior, when they're playing with siblings or with friends or interacting with mom and dad, mm-hmm. when they show a attribute or a fruit of the spirit hmm. we try to stop everything and call that out that's cool um so if we see my son all of a sudden being very kind and mm. and sharing his toys when he obviously really doesn't want to yeah. we'll stop in the moment and say you know son that was a fruit of the spirit that was kindness mm, that's good and so they're able to start identifying things yeah where this is you know kindness this is patience this is mm-hmm. what patience feels like see it looks mm-hmm. like um i mean for the word that we have for our son is joy and so we mm-hmm. we we try to speak that over his life that he is cool. full of joy our daughter is grace and so we we, mm-hmm. we 
um, you know, just pray for her and we speak grace in her life. Like that God's given her the grace for each and every mm. moment and season of her life. Mm. Um, and so, uh, moments cool. that, I mean, wish I had, I mean, there are so many times where dad gets tired and, um, Amen. and I use my words out of irritation Yeah. or I, you know, I'm just, I'm not super hot tempered. I'm just like, I, I can crack and I just need to, you know. Yeah. You know. No, I get um, that. I think it was. But, I don't, man. I think it's more, you know, more my actions that I need to work on more than the words mm-hmm. and my nonverbals. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not one to, you know, start yelling and like saying words that I kind of regret. Yeah. It's more like, I could have done that better. Yeah. Or I could have been more gentle and kind here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Because, you, you, yeah, the kids know. Yeah, when when mom and dad are not at their best, they uh, know. Yes. And you're like, oh man, I do not yeah. want to put a scar in their life. But <laughs> I think there's a few. We'll give them a few, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I feel like I, um, personally... I know a lot of parents don't love bedtime. I love our bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, a that means it's almost time for us to rest, but also yeah. like it's uh, we have a slower bedtime. Typically, we read okay. books, we mm-hmm. pray, we'll sing, we blat. Like it's yeah. usually not feeling rushed and like that's good. I might not raise my voice at my kids, mm-hmm. but by golly, they can tell when dad's like, yeah. we need to speed this up. I am done. <laughs> yeah. So kind of what you say, they can tell my body language, yeah. my facial expression. I don't know how many times I would say yeah. in the last week, yeah. my middle, our middle one, she's three and she's already picked like, daddy, are you mad? Yeah. I'm like, no, honey, daddy is focused. Is my she been my response focused. most of the yeah. time. Uh-huh. Or inside I yeah. am feeling that like, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's go. It's been a long day yeah. and like, you know, so like you said, right. I don't, I, I know there's been times that I've lost it or I've gone over the top and, but just those little moments where I leave the room and I'm like, shoot, they just went to bed thinking that I'm agitated mm-hmm. and I'm frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. could have done that better. Oh yeah. And also an opportunity to go back in and repent of that to them. Yeah. And saying that, but just right. in those moments, not necessarily going over the top, but yesterday we were, or last night we were at my mom and dad's for dinner and... Um, whatever, trying to leave. You, you can't just take three kids and be no. in the car and gone in 10 seconds. No. It's a process. Oh, it be a miracle. And so even today, and then my mom came over and watched the kids today so Caitlin could work, and we were just talking, and I said, you know, you know, last night we were just ready to be home, and I was, you know, ready to get back so we could put all the groceries away, and my mom's like, yeah, I could tell you were ready to go. And, I'm, you know, and even those <laughs> moments where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think I raised my voice. I don't, right. I don't, like... Mm-hmm. By myself, I'm like, shoot, I thought I was trying to be, because that's something I need to be, like, just living slower. So then when yeah. I hear that, and I'm like, dang, like, mm-hmm. my kids, I guarantee you, they can tell. Oh, right. You know, or other people, they can <clears throat> mm-hmm. tell when I'm ready to leave. And Caitlin tells me all the time. She knows when I'm yeah. done, and I've had enough. So it's, like you said, how do I fix my, or not even fix, but work on my nonverbals and focus sure. in more on that, you know, what am yeah. I saying when I'm not saying anything kind of a thing. Absolutely. But. Anyway, that's that's good. Um, okay, so how's perspective on parenting and then communicating your faith evolved over the years? And mm-hmm. your uh, your son is four. I can't. He's yeah, five yeah. soon. Coming up five in June. Yeah. Man, poofta. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so how has it evolved even in four years? Oh, and is it different yeah. son and daughter? Is it... Yeah, how's it changed? And then any yeah. lessons any lessons you've learned about instilling yeah. that identity? I mean, of- I just assumed as being like a follower of Jesus that communicating faith to kids would come naturally. Mm-hmm. But you have to work at it. Like, yeah. You do have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Um, That's good. Especially if you want to do certain rhythms and mm-hmm. routines within mm-hmm. in your in your family life and um so i mean at the beginning when we were first having kids like i don't i mean yeah i'm a father and i know that i need to be the head spiritual leader here um but i just kind of assumed that all i needed was modeling you know and that you know i kind of i i sort of grow grew up that way being, you know, I, I come from like a how you lived. Yeah, yeah, where I, you know, I just, from what I remember as a kid, right? I, I just watched my mom and dad live. Okay. And, um, and so I mean, we weren't, we were encouraged to read our Bibles. Mm-hmm. We prayed, you know, before bedtime. Uh, we prayed before dinner, but there was no like family devos. We were no sure. Um, and so I mean. I came into having kids as thinking, okay, um, just living my life yeah. as a follower of Jesus yeah. should be enough. Okay. But then coming back to, you know, now when our kids are getting to the age where they're really understanding things, like I'm starting to think like, I really want to have conversations yeah, more. Sure. Or I would like to have, I mean, my wife's been, you know, a good nudger to like hey let's yeah. you know let's do some family devos or mm-hmm. and let's yeah. you know and so that's been really really good yeah and um uh, but that, i mean that's that's what I, I mean it's changed over the time in the sense like as i'm realizing as they're aging i'm realizing yeah. how less time i have to influence them and to oh. and to yeah. impact their life because soon they're going to be a, you know <laughs> teenagers and adults and they're gonna they're gonna have decisions that they oh make for themselves gracious. and I'm gonna, I want to entrust God hmm. with them you know of course right now too but I want to like set them up for it's easier yeah. for me to trust yeah. them with God but um, yeah That's what, good. what about you what, I mean what, how's it changed yeah for I think um, that's a that's a big question yeah a lot of good Good ways we could go. I think uh, I would say the first year of well, we we had a foster son probably after we were married for a year. We had no clue what we were doing, but it was awesome. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so then I think that we didn't figure anything out, but I think we were like, ooh, we're not very good at some of these things. So then by the time we had one of our own, that first year, I think I was very mm-hmm. like. This is how the world does it. This is just how you parent. And like, just kind of like, okay, this is how we do it. And then we actually got, um, we've mentioned in other episodes, so I won't talk a ton about it, but the family teams dynamic and like totally changed my view of family, mm-hmm. which sounds, it sounds, it sounds weird. Cause like how much could it actually have changed? But it like rocked mm-hmm. us to our core. And like, we've got one shot at this. And like you just said, like, it's not very long. Right. Like, it, yeah. The days feel really long. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that I've been a dad for almost six years now. That yeah, mind-boggling it, it to me. Goes by fast. Like, 
if if my oldest leaves, I, I, my time with her is almost a third done. Yeah, yeah, a third. Yeah, I'm like man wild. alive. That okay? Yeah. So I'm just rambling now, but <laughs> scary. It just it's scary. Yeah, it is a little bit scary. But like you said, that's why our job isn't to have them perfect; is to have them built on an identity, right? That they can lean on when things get right. hard. Yeah, exactly. That's what we want for them. Yeah, and so us saying, us saying like, okay, I wrote this down because um, talking. Um, I want to talk about. Uh, it's not up to make them be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This was something that Caitlin and I have talked about of like, we could be perfect parents. We're not. Don't worry. Come hang out with us for a day. You'll see quickly. But we could be perfect. Mm-hmm. We could be perfect parents. And our children could still be imperfect. Oh, it's not so up true. to us yeah. to sanctify them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not our role. Right. We are to point them back to the one who can sanctify them yeah. every oh, single absolutely. day and live and talk and use words yeah. that build that in them. So then building on that is like, how do we build their identity over time? First in Jesus, right. and then also in our team, our family. Mm-hmm. That I think there is something, you know, you think of, if you're on a sports team, like it's a bigger than you experience. It's easy to buy into that. Yeah. But when it's yeah. a just me, which I would mm-hmm. say a lot of, I don't want to get into it. I'm mm-hmm. When I talk fast and I ramble, I just assume a lot. So I'm just... I would say a lot of Western culture, it's individualistic. Every kid needs to get everything Mm -hmm. that they want and desire. Where if we flip that back into like biblical time, it wasn't about a single kid and then having two, three, four, and having a bunch of individuals. It was a collective team that was on the same mission. So if we can build their identity first in Jesus and the Lord, which is the biggest, most important story of all time that we get to be a part of, and then build it into a family that's even bigger, or that's a big story as well, and give them that identity, that's going to make them lean on an identity. Where right. I think the world right. says, hey, go out and find yourself. Like, just let your kid go find themselves. Like, mm-hmm. that's a terrible lie. Yeah. Nobody goes out and is no. like, wow, I found myself. We all conform to a story. Mm. And so yeah. what rocked me, and I can't believe I believed it, but like, why would I send my kids out? super early by the way which is normalized mm. see it every oh, yeah. day at school send yeah. those kids out and then they're conforming to a story whether or not you right. want to believe it parents they are conforming to a story and yeah. odds are when you send them out it's other people's kids that get to tell them that or social media mm-hmm. or tv or anything and it's yeah. like oh, it's so oh my goodness how do we build them not put them in a bubble I, right. that is not good either mm-hmm. it's, there's that middle ground where do we say this is who you are no matter what comes. Right. Lean on that. Yep. Everything else is going to come from that. Right. Flowing from that. And I'm still learning that and I'm almost 30. Yeah. Like, I know. We're all so in how the process. can I set my Yeah, we're all yeah. in the process and reminding our kids that and saying, "Hey, this is where you come. This is the well you come back to." Yeah. The living water of Jesus Christ. Mhm. When you don't know what's happening or you feel rocked or you come to mom and dad and we're going to point you there. Yeah. We can't fix you. As much as yeah. I try, the behavior oh, yeah. modification, point them back yeah. to that well. Yeah, I'm rambling. Sorry. No, it's so good. But what you said, too, is, you know, the reality is, yeah, we can't change them. But we're always, I mean, the behavior modification where we, we get yeah. angry. So we yeah. get a reaction from yeah. our kids to it's change the behavior. It's based on fear. And we're just yeah. trying to modify the behavior. Or we're, we're threatening, right? Yep. But if we have the revelation that we cannot change our kids 
Which is hard and, to and, come to. Yeah, and that only the one who really brings ultimate transformation and change, who is God, the living God, hmm. that's a freeing thought. If you that's think about true. it, like yeah. all of a sudden, we don't need to have the control anymore. All we really need to do is trust God and 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 do the best that we can hmm. and you know it doesn't yeah. it doesn't give a permission for unintentionality you know Good being point. internet in, yeah unintentional but yeah it's a freeing thought realizing i can't change my kid hmm. i can i can point them to jesus who yeah. can bring the change i can model things yeah but it's not up to me to change them that's a freeing thought yeah at least it should be it should release us to really into freedom yeah um but yeah but mm, that's a good word love it though yeah love it um okay so in a society with um i just put ever diversifying beliefs yeah i would say it's, it's always, always changing always changing <laughs> always a new truth and always you know so yeah. how do we reflect the love of jesus um while not compromising on beliefs that we have as families as like the whole body of christ mm-hmm this is a big one, and I am very curious, so hit me with it. <sighs> yeah. Well, um, I'm just thinking about, yeah, there, times are changing. Um, language is changing, too. Mm, yeah, it's You true. know, if you look at linguistic relativity, right, um, words are seen in a certain way depending on like the culture that it's spoken Mm -hmm. and so words are consistently just being changed all the time like you think about like um what would be a good example i mean uh let's see like a simple example of like oh that's sick like sick meaning cool sick meaning not like sick i have a cold you bring some you you teach that to a you know someone that's come from a different country they'll be completely confused yeah okay yeah i'm with you know and so um when i think about is that um language is always changing how we conceive and perceive the world is always changing Mm -hmm. and the words that we're using is forming a world in which we're living in Hmm. um and how we're viewing it and so i heard it say you know like there's about 7,000 languages being spoken around the world. Jeepers. And that's 7,000 solar systems of worlds, hmm. right? Because everyone's living in this solar system of language that is forming the way they view the world and yeah. the words that are changing. And words are constantly changing. And on top of that, just things in the world are changing. Yeah. Um, and how do we... Man, I don't know. Like, how do we keep grounded on the one word that hasn't changed, which is yeah. God's word? Yeah. But I, I'm not sure. I think I might have, like, shot an arrow in a different direction of the target. That's good. But, no, that's good. Um, <clears throat> that's just what kind of popped in my brain when you were asking. But, that's great. Yeah. Keep going. Do you have a... No. Okay. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it up. A I don't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to cut you off. No. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah. That's. I mean. That's a good point too. And so, how do we continue to use words like in building up identity in our kids and others? But, um, I guess uh, my mind went somewhere different, which is great. Uh, but why <laughs> more accurate than what I was? Going. No, I don't <laughs> think there's anything with accuracy. I just, I, I just, I've struggled with 
um, with beliefs changing, how do mm-hmm. we not mm-hmm. sacrifice our own when basically if, if you have a different truth, quote unquote, little t truth than I do, yeah. and I don't agree with your truth, I am suddenly attacking you. Yeah. So how do you know? Like how oh, yeah. do we build yeah. relationships with people with our words, teaching our kids to do the same, in a world where if we don't believe the same thing, we are automatically attacking each other. That's what we're being taught. Yeah. And so how do we say, you know what I mean? Like how no, do we yeah. not give up our beliefs for the sake of making that person feel better or right. not hurting feelings? Yeah. Um, Again, I mean, I heard, I haven't read this book, but I really wanted to, and it addresses the, you know, um, the LGBTQ kind of reality that's happening right now. But it's, and it's, it's an early book that I think came out 2000s. I may be super wrong on that, but it's called like Compassion Without Compromise. And so having this, this view of compassion for people that have a different view on the world. Not, not removing the human out of them, hmm. because we all, you know, we all, you know, come from the same place. We come from Adam. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned. We've all, yeah. you know, we all have that tendency where we can stray away. Yeah. And so, not to like totally remove the human out of them, where we like lose yeah. their own dignity, their own, hmm. you know, their own, yeah, their own experience. And That's a good point. but. Um, but coming at a place where we don't compromise. Yeah. I, I find it helpful to, because I come from a, you know, a <clears throat> Christian background, um, but the reality is that the United States is becoming less Christian. Yeah. Really less religious. Yeah. You could maybe say religious, um, but there's just a disintegration of yeah. faith yeah. of a transcendent being right sure. it's more of we kind of determine what reality yeah. is yep. now and so there's a lot of language and words that we speak within the the christian realm where if we were to go in a different circle where other people had different beliefs yeah they would have no idea what we're talking about yeah that's, that's and so point. i've tried to even discipline myself to find different words mm. to help explain words say like you have an example okay so um, sorry I'm throwing you on the spot a lot so like you talk about salvation Mm -hmm. okay you you bring that up into a place in a group of people that they pretty much like what do I need to be saved by what what is salvation Mm. you can use words like oh it's about rescuing Mm. and then or you use different words like you need to be rescued um um so there was, I had a challenge one time um, with a group of preachers where we were given words like this, like sanctification, salvation, mm. and I got I got chosen in the group to do salvation. So I'm doing a poor job of explaining what it was, but <laughs> but we I pretty much had to get up and talk, you know, for five minutes about what salvation it was without using the word. And mm. I think most people find that hard to do. It's very <laughs> it's very hard, especially when you've been around it. You know, Christianese yes. talk, yep. where we just assume what these words mean mm-hmm. without actually challenging ourselves to think outside the box, yeah, and to think out like an outsider yeah. and use language for it. And so, you know, yeah, 
That's I good. Didn't give a, I didn't give an example because I, I got stuck of. But no, but that's a good point though. The Christianese that language, even having different words for that, and teaching our kids yeah. different. You know, so if they're talking with somebody and they're like, "Oh, I," I just think that might even open up more opportunities right. to talk about the gospel, even yeah. for you know my oldest who's five, not yeah. salvation. Well, you know, she probably can barely say that, yeah. but like teaching her, like we need to be rescued. Yeah, and if she hears. Atonement or something, you know, like yeah. any of those big words. Any of those big and, words. Know. How do we even make them more childlike, even for myself? Because there's mm-hmm. times where I'm like, oh, sanctification, I must yeah. be saved. I know how to say that. Yeah. What does it mean? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I could, you, you know, what, and then I yeah, do the same exactly. thing. Like, oh, yeah. Teaching the good. little kids is more challenging yeah. than, you know, because you really have to break down everything. I love teaching with our, our kids at kids club because it's just like it challenges you to break down yeah. these small things to like little bite size good exercise for yep. mm-hmm. christians do period yep. um i just make sure we hit everything on that uh i oh, yeah. again i just wrote down i just feel like everything with our words beliefs values i think it just it, to me it just kept coming back to the word identity kind of like you had said um mm-hmm. uh, deuteronomy 11 18 and 19 um, says, uh, so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your mm-hmm. children. Um, anyway, and yeah. then uh, I think that was the last part of that. Uh, and then when they become older, they won't forget yeah, which won't way to go, the, won't depart yeah. from their way. Yeah. Uh, and then Proverbs 22 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. So to those things, I think. Like you said, it was a little bit ago now, but not letting us off the hook to do nothing by giving us that freedom. Like, we're not in control. You know, Jesus can only change their heart, but also, like, Scripture commands us to step in here yeah, and to, like, build right. these identities for them. Um, right. And this is where I kind of wrote down the, you know, don't go for the what, go for the why. Mm, yeah. um, you know, so, so even true. in these language, the differences in language for people of just saying... Hey, you know I don't we I know we don't necessarily agree. Let's not even worry about this certain issue. Whether yeah. you know I haven't had a lot of run-ins with it, talking to people, but um, the LGBTQ plus, um, plus <laughs> mm-hmm. but like yeah, I would say that community has they are very compassionate towards people and they don't compromise their beliefs. So wh- what are we missing as Christians? What am I missing personally? about who God is that I am unable to do that or I struggle stepping into that and mm. I think a lot of it personally like you had said like I forget that even though they are in that different sphere and in that other type of sin that I might not have struggled with yeah. they are still made in God's image and that's right. hard. I'm I'm it's so to... quick to write people off like sure. so quick instead of so for me instead of asking well what the heck you're wrong don't you know that the Bible says this be like tell me why yeah. Why do you believe that? Give oh me, yeah. You know, then it becomes I, a relationship. Yeah, I found I found so much clarity in understanding people by ask, help asking them to explain what they've said. You know, what, mm. asking the why. Like I I had you know a couple of years ago I had a, a student in our youth group that um, she was just sharing, kind of just dumping on me hmm. in the middle of youth group and was explaining that. Oh, she, you know, her and her girlfriend are, mm. you know, be going, and, and I, I started asking her, like, what do you mean by girlfriend? Yeah. And she started to explain, like, well, I mean, yeah, she she just makes me feel good when I'm around her. 
Mm. And and I so I said, what, what do you mean? You know, what what are the things you feel? And just yeah. like you just kind of you you listen, you learn to listen to people. Really, that's yeah, that's the that's really that's good. The, that's the compassion is learning to listen to people well Damn, without the without the lens of judgment because you're actually genuinely curious of the human inside of them, the child of God wow. inside of them. That's convicting. Um, that for hasn't me. been called out yet. Wow. So, um, just to ask, you know, okay, tell me more about that. Like, what do you mean by that you're feeling gay, or what do you feel hmm. like me? You know, yeah, we're going on this topic of this, but I can go, you know, any any sin, anything. Yeah. Me when I eat too much, or gluttony, or whatever the comfort, whatever it is, <laughs> so, you know, like yeah, any sin. So true. That's it's, just. But even you stepping in and asking those questions, like that, takes a lot of humility on your part. Like that's, that's cool. Asking more, like, explain what you meant. Yeah, I um, I think uh, Fuller Youth Institute I read in their book is like the power of these three words. Tell me more. Like, you know, don't stop. Tell me more. If someone you know says, hey, you're doing, I'm doing great. Like, oh, tell me more. Like, what, what about that? Tell me more about that. Mm, that's good. Calling out more words from them to articulate how they're doing. But that's good. Can I stew you for one more? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so this is very similar. Uh, it's kind of similar to beliefs. Um, this is now more about like conflicting values and how do we use mm. words like values in your home? Uh, I know yeah. we just that was one of our yeah. first episodes where we did on like yeah, building values. out our values. Do you guys have any? Yeah. How does that relate to your identities? Yeah. yeah. Anything? Yeah. So right now, my wife and I we're working through. We're working slowly to, like compile some values that mm-hmm. we have and it and I think how we've gone about it is ask the question like what what is different about us and our family yeah. than any other family and so I mean we have a high value of multiculturalism because yeah. my wife's from South America I'm from the middle no <laughs> the Midwest Midwest <laughs> uh and so we, you know, those we have those values. Um, and then grace was a value in there um, mm. because we want to show grace, not criticism, um, in the home, and but not at the sacrifice or the expense of excellence. We want we want to do be excellent. Yeah. But we want to also offer grace, and not that's criticism. good. Cool. Um, but we're yeah we're working out our values. We're I mean, we're kind of dragging our feet a little bit, but we're just, I think we're kind of just, we're, we're really just taking our time and letting yeah. it breathe and see, you know, what what are some values that um, we want to see in our home. Well, Sometimes that takes time to kind of Yeah, I was going to say, even tying that, you know, to the, to the words here, like the fact that you guys are talking about, I bet you your kids hear you talking about that or those are becoming, yeah. like, yeah. they're picking up on that. Doesn't doesn't mean throwing yeah. a list together in two days... That doesn't yeah. mean anything. I mean, the fact that you're taking the time and seeking yeah. the Lord, like that's that's really cool. Yeah, but like I mean, the conflicting values of the world is like, yeah, there's there's a lot of criticism out there, but we want to offer grace in our mm. home, right? Um, so that it's been. That's a good point. So just kind of like, yeah, those counter values. Oh, that's really sometimes. good. Um. I have to try to do that with our values. What are you know? What would the world's opposite be of this? 
Yeah, and just kind of like setting us yeah. apart. And, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a but good like, idea. N- like, I, yeah, I'm trying to, we're trying not to like expand like with having so many values. Yeah. So we're trying to use that filter of like what's what makes our family different. Yeah, that's good. Unique. I would have about 50 values just because I, I don't want to leave I, anything I out. Be, I would be too, but then I would like, okay, like, I can't really. <laughs> One for every day of the year. Really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're all good, right? There, there's a lot of great values. There are, yeah. But if they don't really speak to you and your family and exactly. aren't like convicting yep. of who you are and your identity, then it's that's so good. just kind of empty sometimes. That's so good. But. What about you? Well, you guys got their your family values, right? Yeah. So we, uh, like I said, we did an episode on that, so I won't, I'll try yeah, not to go too long. But, um, you know, we've got them up on our wall. How's that helped? Years. Like, how's that helped you in, with conflict, conflicting values? Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that's actually kind of new now that you just said that against, yeah. like, the world. Like, I'm, I am curious now to go up and look at all of our values and be like, what does the world say? You know, like, this month for us, we're focusing on pure, being pure. Okay. I mean, you know, sexually, but also, like, pure of heart in our mm-hmm. intentions and the way we, yeah. you know, are making decisions. And, like, what does the world say? Like, what's the opposite of pure for that? Is it, obviously, there's a lot of not pure sexually pure, yeah. that you could mm-hmm. draw one out of the hat. But sure. even, like, yeah. the pure of heart in your motives, it's maybe like selfishness or something like now that makes me curious to run it through that lens like you said yeah um but i i just think having our values that have worked for our family is then no matter what comes from the conflicting values of the world be like hey what does scripture say about that here what does it mean to be a dos let's look like here's mm-hmm. where ours are okay right. is that fall under the category of being fruity the fruits of the spirit yeah and not okay that's not for us we don't need that that is not going to bring us life or closer mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so we talk about one every every month, and then so every okay. Shabbat, like that becomes yeah. our um, kind of theme for the month, and then we have a scripture tied yeah. to every one of our values. Um, and then that, I was just kind of thinking today, like, that's good, A, because scripture is capital T, truth. Mm-hmm. But also then it, like, as our kids grow up and they see like hey why why is uh, well I just just used pure why is pure a value for us sure, and like yeah. we get to tell them that and then tie it to scripture being like this isn't something that mom and dad created because we think this would benefit us like this is from God mm-hmm. who we think he has put on our family so therefore it is bigger than mom and dad and mom and dad are called to that and yeah. we're being held to that mm-hmm. um, and so again I just I just put that that's Ties that into that bigger story, right? It's yeah. bigger than just nice me, kid. right? The five of us, soon to be six, are not, we're not the story. We yeah. are a part of a larger story. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think tying our, our values back to scripture, the greatest, largest story, I don't know, just again, that higher yeah. calling, that higher purpose, you know, that excellence like you talked about is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, so I, last thing, any any yeah. advice for somebody that's out there? including myself mm-hmm. of saying like, Hey, I've also kind of felt the, the pull of putting more focus on my words and how do I, I don't know, any books, any mm. resources, any scriptures, any, anything, uh, chapters in the Bible, any yeah. good word that I do like how I just expect you to know all of those off the top of your head. <laughs> no. Sorry. Just but, any advice, any last word yeah. that you would give to somebody else. That's like, yeah. like, man, I, I do want to dive deeper into the words I'm using for my kids yeah. and my wife and our family. Yeah. 
I'm going to end with, I think, with a quote and kind of expand on it. Um, Love it. I think it was, yeah, it was Eric Johnson when I was in this preacher's school that said that um, words design worlds. And the reality is, like, we don't really understand the weight that words carry Hmm. and the power that words have to create. And whether we realize it or not, we are creating an identity over our children, yep. over our own identity, and we're we're creating and designing a world that we're we're gonna believe. Hmm. And um, there was, I mean, there was a time where it just kind of marked me um, when I was, I think I was in the grocery store with my kids, and there was another dad in there, and. Um, sure he was having a rough day or something like that but he was just I think he called his son over and he said get over here stupid and it's like oh man man." it just kind of like for me that just cut me to the heart and I'm Mm. like yeah in the moment of of uh, being frustrated Mm. that could have been me yeah um Any of us, but any of us. But the reality is, like, oh man, the weight of those that those words carry are powerful, and yeah. they can create a world for that kid. Hmm. And so, I would just say for everyone who's listening, is to watch your words. You know, really watch how the words that you use, because they're really designing worlds, hmm. and a world that hopefully is a world that your kids want to live in, in a reality of who and what their identity is anchored in. Mm. I read a book a while ago uh, um, called uh, um, uh, Blessing of the Father or Father Blessings. Now you get to Google that and try to figure out which one that is. But <laughs> that, that was really helpful. Just uh, looking at the um, the patriarch father, Abraham, and his ta- his task to be a father. And, hmm. and it gives you specific blessings to bless your kids with. I found that to be helpful. Um, more than anything, just um, inviting the Holy Spirit to father you, and and through mm. your own through your own story and um, walking in devotion with Him, and yeah. But it's thanks, Matthew. Appreciate you having me on, and mm-hmm. I hope you hear in our hearts too that we don't have it figured out. We just have a yearning to continue to grow, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, so thanks again, Joe, and you're welcome. All right, thanks for listening.